It's great to see everybody today. Happy Father's Day to all of you dads. We're so glad that you spent some of your day with us. We hope you feel loved and celebrated. We've got some special treats for you in the lobby, and you can take a picture with your family. So just want to honor and bless you today. We have been in a series called Follow Me. Pastor Aaron started it for us last week with an incredible message about it's part of a process following Jesus. Isn't just something that happens overnight. It's a process. It's a journey. And so that message was so powerful. And I hope that you'll watch it if, if you weren't here last week. And I just hope you'll celebrate with me for a minute because last week there was 20 people that said yes to Jesus. Is that incredible? So incredible, church. God is doing some big things here. He is moving, he is stirring, and people are embracing that and walking into a relationship with him. So we're so excited about that. We get to be a part of that. If you serve on our dream team, you are directly making that happen for people. So thank you so much for that. We're so excited. And But following Jesus is more than just believing. So thankful that, that those people said yes and, and they chose to believe him. But now it, we have to choose to, to follow because following Jesus requires action. It's gonna take action. It's great to believe in Jesus, but if you say, you know what, I believe, I said yes, so, so I'm good, right? That's it? Nope, that's not it. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning, and, and it's gonna require us to follow and to take action in that relationship when we choose to follow him because there's so much more available to us when we choose to follow him. It's like if there's a kid who's standing in the window of a candy store and he's got his face up to the window and his eyes are like this big, right? Just like, whoa, look at all that awesome candy. Oh, I wish I could have some. I wish I could try it out. And he's just standing in the window looking in. But he's gotta go in the store. He's gotta walk in the store, right, to experience all that awesome candy. And, and also, it, if you are someone in your life uh, who has, is planning a trip, planning a vacation for your family, maybe, I know I've done this in the past where I've done a ton of research online, watched videos, read a book, planned the whole thing, and, and it looks awesome when I'm looking at the pictures and the videos, right, and looking at the plan on paper. But unless we actually go, we're not gonna experience that full effect of, of going to that place, right? So we've gotta take the steps, we've gotta take action. And then maybe for some of you dads, you've got projects around the house that you wanna accomplish, but you need a certain tool to do that. You don't have the tools, so you can't get those projects done. So you've been looking at the tool, you're, you've been saving up to buy it, maybe you've been researching it online, and, and until you actually get the tool, you can't complete the projects. So hopefully I didn't ruin any of your, your day's dads. Maybe that's your gift today. Maybe that tool that you've been hoping for, you've been researching, that might be, that might be your gift today. So hopefully I didn't spoil it for you. <laughs> but we have to take action. Believing is just the beginning. Action follows it. And so Jesus tells us in his word, he says, believe in me. But then he follows that with, now follow me, come follow me. And so to, today Jesus wants you to follow him into a friendship. And that's what we're gonna be looking at this morning is, is following him into 
of friendship. And so would you pray with me as we continue this morning? Lord, we love you. We praise you and we worship you. We thank you so much for this day. God, we just honor you. We give you the glory and the praise. Thank you for being such an incredible father to us. Thank you for always being there for us in spite of what's going on in our lives. God, we look to you. And so God, I just pray a special blessing on all the dads here today and who they are, God, who you've called them to be, who they are to their families, God, to their friends and to their community. God, uh, dads make such a huge impact in the lives of those around them. So God, we just pray blessings on them, continue to raise them up as strong, godly men. And we just thank you so much that you would open our hearts to receive from you right now in this moment, in Jesus' name. And so Jesus wants us to follow him to friendship. He has a friendship waiting for us. And I would say a lot of us probably would admit that we feel alone. We feel alone, we feel lonely. We might be surrounded by people in our life, by friends, by family, but yet we still feel alone. Or maybe you just feel very isolated right now. Maybe your job transitioned to work at home so you've been working at home for the last couple years and you're just not around people anymore during the day, just very isolated and you're just feeling that. Or maybe, maybe you're someone who's really just put themselves out there to have a friendship with someone or, or to build those friendships, but you've been let down. Or maybe, maybe you're someone who struggles to trust others and so you choose to stay isolated because you prefer it that way, it's just easier. But if you're being honest with yourself, you would say, you know what? I, I do feel quite alone. I, I don't love this, it's not a great feeling, right? So, so we can feel alone and I believe some of you men here today, you, you might feel that, that you just have to be tough. You just have to be like, you know what? I just, I just gotta be tough. That, that's what culture has, has taught me, that I just I have to be tough, I don't need friends, I can do this on my own, I can handle everything, I'm strong enough to take care of my whole family and everyone else and all this stuff and work and all these things, but I, I don't need anyone, I don't need friends, I'm good, I'm good on my own. And, and some of you men, you may feel that way today. But I wanna let you know especially for, your, for you men, that Jesus is exactly the friend that you're looking for. Jesus is the kind of friend that, that he'll get lunch for you. He wants to hang out with you and to have a conversation with you. He respects you just for who you are. And Jesus was willing to put his life on the line for you. And so for you, I would say that is exactly the kind of friend that you need in your life. You weren't meant to do life alone. You weren't meant to just be tough and to handle things on your own. God created you specifically for a relationship and he wants a friendship with you. He's calling you into that part of that relationship today. Honestly, it's for every single one of us, whether we're a teenager, a young adult, a woman or a man, we were wired for relationships. God wove that into our DNA. So we actually long for it. We long and desire to have a best friend 
in our life, whether we would admit it or not. And so we can follow Jesus and we can have that depth of relationship with him today. He's calling us to that. And I believe that if there's anything that we've learned over the past couple of years by experiencing lockdowns and quarantines is that we were not meant to be isolated. We weren't meant to be isolated. And it really was difficult for a lot of us and we experienced a lot of difficulty in that time. And I truly believe that the isolation and the quarantine during that time really exposed what kind of relationship we have with Jesus. I truly believe that we saw the depth of our relationship in that time. Because some of us, some of us, we drew near to Jesus during that time of isolation when we were on our own. We were like clinging to him and we we're like, Jesus, I need you so much. You're all I have. And just that longing for relationship. And so we drew into that. And there's others of us that, that we fell away, that we didn't seek him, that we didn't draw near to him, that we just kind of fell away and we kind of just let that go. It really exposed to us where the depth of our relationship was during that time. Because I believe that, that if you were one of the ones that kind of fell away and, and your relationship faded, I believe it's because you hadn't moved from believing to following him. Because there's a difference from just believing to following him. And so when you have a friendship with Jesus, when you have that depth of relationship, you can be alone, but not lonely. You can literally be alone, but you don't feel lonely. Because Jesus came for me and he came for you to have a fulfilling relationship with him. And he came so that we wouldn't be alone, so that we would always have a friend to rely on. Jesus taught this to his disciples as he lived on the earth and walked on the earth. This is what he taught to his disciples because he knew they would need a friend. He knew they would need a friend. And even though they had each other, they were surrounded by each other. It was a, you know, a group of them that traveled together, men and women and, and Jesus, and they all had each other. And even some of them that, that traveled with him, they were actual brothers, blood brothers uh, by family. He knew even though they had each other like that, there was gonna be times that they were gonna be alone. There was gonna be times where they felt alone. And so he wanted them to learn this and experience this. And I believe we can learn from it today. It comes out of the book of John, starting in chapter 15, verse 15. He's speaking to his disciples and he says to them, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my, say that word with me, friends. Now you are my friends. Since I've told you everything the Father told me, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. And so the fact, the fact that Jesus is your friend may just be blowing some of your minds today. It seems 
like a very simple concept. It seems very elementary, right? But, but this just may be blowing your mind. You may have never looked at Jesus in this way. You may have never thought of the fact that he is your friend, that he wants to be your friend, that he wants to be in relationship with you. We actually teach this in our GC Kids classes because it's so powerful and such, such an amazing thing for them to grab a hold of at a young age. In fact, there's a phrase that, that they teach them through their curriculum and it says, Jesus wants to be my friend forever. And even our littlest of kids back there in those classrooms, they're told that and they're taught that and they begin to be able to say that and recite it by memory. And then they're able to, to remember that and cling to that in those moments where they feel alone. And so maybe today for you, you just need to walk away saying that phrase over and over today. Maybe you just need to take that phrase away today and believe it. Jesus wants to be my friend. Take that. Believe it. That is how he feels about you. But it may not make sense to some of us because we may have been taught that we have to do things in order to earn our relationship with Jesus. See, some of us some of us may have just gotten so caught up into following biblical principles that we miss following the person of Jesus. We've put the principles over the person of Jesus. And Jesus was a person and he calls us to this personal relationship with him and, and he's saying to us he's, today, he's saying, you don't have to do anything for me. You don't have to prove anything. You are not a slave anymore. You are my friend. I am calling you to follow me into not just religion, but relationship and a friendship. That's what he's saying to us today. And so what kind of friend is Jesus? We're gonna look at that today. There's a number of things in scripture that point us to the kind of friend that he wants to be to us. And the first is that Jesus is a friend that gives. Jesus is generous. He is a generous friend and, and he wants to pour that over us. It, it says in the book of John chapter 14, verse 13, it says, you can ask any, for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father. He wants to pour out generously on you because when he does that, he's, just, he's giving glory to his Father in heaven because that's the heart of our Father. Our Father is a generous God and Jesus is living that out on the earth with us and in relationship with us. And it brings direct glory to God. And one of the first encounters that we see Jesus have on the earth with his disciples, in fact, it was really the moment in which he started calling the disciples to follow him, he has this encounter with one of them. And at the time, this man's name is Simon. And eventually his name would change to Peter later in scripture. But right now he's called Simon and he was a fisherman by trade. This is what he did for a living. He was very good at it. And so at this particular time, he had been out fishing all night long. He had been out on his boat on the water, putting his nets down all night long, and he didn't catch anything. No fish, nothing. 
just not, not a nibble, not a bite, not anything. So a whole entire night of fishing with no fish. So you can imagine he was probably tired and frustrated, uh, probably felt like a failure because he was a fisherman for his trade and he couldn't even get any fish, right? This is how he took care of his family. So he was probably frustrated and tired. And, and Jesus comes and he encounters Jesus. And before Jesus even talks to him about following him, right? He did, before he even says, hey, you need to follow me and, and walk through life with me, before he even does that, he gives him something. He pours generosity over him. And he says to him, he says, hey, Simon, go take your boat out a little bit deeper and then put your nets down on the other side of the boat. And can you imagine what Simon's thinking First of all, I don't really know who you are. Second of all, like I do this for a living. How, how are you to come here and tell me how I should be fishing? Third of all, I've been doing this all night long and have got nothing. There is no fish to be had in this water right now. And so you're crazy, dude. I don't know what you're thinking, but this isn't gonna work. He's probably thinking this at the time, right? But he's brave enough. And he has, enough, he has enough sense to say, you know what? Hey, I, I'm gonna listen to what this guy says. I, I think he's, he might be onto something. So he gets himself, he's like, you know what? All right, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm gonna do it. Takes his boat out deeper, puts his nets down on the other side of the boat and begins pulling so many fish in that they have to bring another boat. So it's two boat full of fish and then it's overflowing on top of that. They can't even contain all the fish that are coming in these two boats. That's how much fish. And you probably can imagine he's a bit overwhelmed because he's like, I, I was out there doing this all night long and there was no fish. This guy comes to me, tells me to do this and I do it and all of a sudden I am overloaded with fish. So he's like processing this and he's, he's a little bit overwhelmed by this this miraculous catch that, that Jesus offers him, this generous gift, right? And so in this moment, Simon has this encounter with a generous friend, a friend that just gives. And through this, Simon got to experience a God who has really good things for his followers. He experiences Jesus and it brings him to a new place in his life, in his relationship, and he's a bit freaked out by this generosity, and, and let's be honest, we probably would too. Probably would be like, whoa, what just happened? That literally blew my mind, that makes no sense, right? And so Jesus pours this generosity out on Simon, and it brings Simon to an encounter with Jesus, and he comes before Jesus, he gets on the shore, and he just kneels down before Jesus, and he just says, I am not worthy, I am a sinner. Why would you do something like this for someone like me? I'm a sinner. And he experiences this beautiful generosity from Jesus. It brings him to have an encounter like never before. It brings him to another place of his relationship. And then he, he sees his weakness is exposed through that and, and he becomes vulnerable before Jesus. And, and this is that encounter he has. And then Jesus responds to them in, in the book of Luke chapter five, 
starting in verse 10, it says his partners, James and John, so they were out fishing with Simon. They were all partners together. So James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. And Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed him. That encounter with Jesus changed his life set him on a new path for what he was called to do. It was out of Jesus's generosity that Simon realized, you know what? I need a friend like this. I, I wanna hang out with this guy. This guy, this guy, there's something about him. And, and that generosity drew Simon in to this friendship that he would walk on earth with Jesus. And so he was saying, listen, I need a friend like this that's gonna walk alongside of me who wants good things for me. And, and it's this encounter that brings Simon to this, this drastic change that would eventually lead to his transformation and becoming Peter. It's a powerful moment. And, and Jesus is this generous friend to us. He's that generous friend to us too. He is generous with his time, with his love, with his goodness and his mercy for you. And he's saying, listen, listen, if you're weary, you just come to me. You just follow me. Come close to me and I will give you rest. If you are riddled with anxiety and you are frozen in that moment, you come to me. You come to me and I am gonna bring peace to your mind and to your body and I'm gonna deliver you from that. And if you are facing a battle right now with the enemy, he's saying, just come to me, draw close to me. I am gonna be in the battle with you and I am gonna bring you deliverance. And he says to you, if you are weeping, if your soul is heavy and weeping, I am gonna weep with you. And he also says, if you just feel like, like you've just messed up so bad, you have it, and I'm gonna come and extend this, this generous grace upon you. That's the generous friend that Jesus is. He's a generous friend, he has so much for us. So the question today is, will we receive what he wants to give? Will we receive it? Second thing about Jesus is that he is a friend that empathizes. I really believe that empathy is a bit of a lost art today. We have all seen so much in the world. We've experienced so much heartache and pain and, and it's just sometimes just gets so overwhelming that it's easier for us to ignore it than feel it and, and to empathize with people who are going through it. It's just, it's just easier to ignore it. But a true friend empathizes with you when you're walking through that. And that is what Jesus does. He's a friend that empathizes. He understands our pain. There's an incredible story in scripture about Jesus and some of his, his really good friends. He had, had a family that he was really close to and their names were Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And so they were very close together. They spent a lot of time together. Mary and Martha and Lazarus hosted Jesus in their home multiple times. They would have gatherings that Jesus would teach. They would have meals together. All of that was just incredible. They, they were very close friends. And at this particular time, it's found in John chapter 11, if you wanna go back and read the whole story. But at this time, Jesus was, was somewhere else ministering in a different town. He was ministering and doing things and speaking 
and he gets word from Mary. Mary sends word to him and tells him, Lazarus is really, really sick and and it doesn't look good and I'm not sure if he's gonna make it. Would you please come? And Jesus, Jesus gets this word, right? These are his really, really good friends and he actually doesn't come immediately. He stays where he's at. So he stays where he is for two more days and Lazarus dies. Lazarus ends up dying. And so we all know that Jesus could have said anything even if he wasn't where Lazarus was. He could have said anything in that next town and and Lazarus could have been healed, but he didn't do that either. He waited where he was for two days. He didn't didn't heal him immediately. And and then after those two days, he travels back and, and meets up with the family and he encounters Mary and it comes up and he sees her and greets her. And Mary is very upset. She's distraught, her brothers just died. And she says to Jesus, Jesus, if you had just come here right away, if you had just come when I asked you to come, my brother would not be dead. And she is just weeping and weeping as she sees Jesus. And Jesus in that moment tells us in verse 35, Jesus wept. It's one time in scripture that it refers to Jesus weeping. And it was in regards to this this friend of his. And so Mary is weeping and distraught and just so upset. And scripture tells us that Jesus wept with her. He empathized with her. He felt her pain. He walked through that with her. See, it already had said in scripture what was gonna happen. He already knew he was gonna raise Lazarus from the dead. It said earlier in scripture, he kept telling people, he said, no, Lazarus is just sleeping. He's gonna wake up. He kept referring to that. And so we know the fact that he was gonna raise him from the dead and he already knew that. But yet he stood and he wept with Mary because he's a friend who empathizes with our pain. He he doesn't just tell us to get over it. And some of you, some of you are in a season of heartache. You're in a season of pain. You're in a wilderness season and you're struggling. And maybe for you, maybe for some of you, your struggle today is, is the fact that it's Father's Day and maybe you don't have a great relationship with your dad or maybe your dad hurts you or maybe there's just some strain and, and some pain from that relationship that's, that's just a burden on you. Or, or maybe you're here today and you're a dad and you're saying, you know what, I'm just, I'm just really trying hard to be a really good dad, but I feel like I'm failing. And so Jesus, he's not just gonna come to you and say, you know what, just get over that. You need to get over that. It's no big deal, just get over it. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't tell us to get over it. See, we, we've probably experienced that from other people in our lives, or maybe we've even been that kind of friend to others as well, but that's not who Jesus is. Jesus says, no, I'm gonna walk through this with you. I care, I understand, I know what you're feeling. Because see, Jesus was fully human. He was fully human while he was on this earth, so he felt pain, he experienced everything that we have felt on this earth. He was tempted, he was hurt, he was betrayed, and at one point he was even abandoned by his own father. So he gets it, he knows, he understands, and he can empathize with this pain that we're feeling. And so he's saying, listen, follow me, 
come and follow me and I'm not just gonna, not just gonna show you how to just get over it, but I'm gonna get through it with you. That's who he is. Jesus has a plan for us. He has a plan and it talks about this plan in the book of Hebrews chapter four, starting in verse 14, it says, so then since we have a great high priest who's entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weakness for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. That's who our Jesus is. He's our high priest. He is in heaven now, yes, but he was also human and felt everything that we feel. He's felt the pain we're feeling. He's experienced the temptation we're facing. He knows exactly what we need. He can relate to us and he shows us how to handle the pain. He doesn't just leave us alone. He walks through it with us because he empathizes with us. And so will we approach him to receive this empathy? Will we approach him? Will we come to him? Will we follow him? Will we get close to him so that we can say, I am so tired of having this impurity in my life. I am so tired of this lust that's consuming me. I am so tired of turning and running to alcohol and drugs as an addiction. I am so tired of trying this on my own and it's not working. And Jesus is saying, just come, just come and follow me. Follow me, get close to me, because I'm gonna help you overcome this addiction. I'm gonna walk through it with you. Just come to me. He is our friend who empathizes with us. A third thing about Jesus is that he is a friend that will tell you how it is. He's gonna tell you how it is. Maybe you have friends like that in your life Everybody needs one of those friends in their life. Everybody needs a friend that's gonna tell them how it is. And so maybe you've chosen well, maybe you've chosen a, a really good and loving friend, but that also tells you how it is. You want that friend to also be loving. You don't just want them telling you how it is all the time, right? But I mean, I don't know if you've ever experienced this where maybe you, you have a friend and you've walked up to them and you've greeted them and you've been like, hey, how are you? What's up? What's going on? You kind of embrace, say hello, welcome, to have a little chat, and then you walk away and then maybe you go in the restroom for a minute and you're, you're washing your hands and you look in the mirror and you're like, what? I have spinach in my tooth. Why did they not tell me that? What is wrong with them? I sat and talked to them for like five minutes with this big piece of spinach in my front tooth and they didn't tell me? Like, that's a horrible friend. That's a terrible friend. I mean, you're supposed to have a, a friend that tells you how it is when you walk up to them and see them and they talk to you and they're like, hey, listen, listen. Hey, you, you got a piece of spinach right there? Yeah, yeah. No, over next one, next one. Yeah, right there, right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it. Or like, oh, Dude, here, let me get you a Kleenex. You got something coming out of your nose. Like, that's a good friend. Maybe some of you guys are getting ready to go up for a presentation at work and your work buddy's like, dude, dude, check your fly. You don't, you don't wanna go up there like that. And you're like, oh man, that he just saved me, right? Like, that's a good friend. They tell you how it is. We need those kind of friends in our life. That is a good friend. 
That's exactly the kind of friend Jesus is. He says, come close, follow me. Come daughter, come son. We are gonna be together. Like, let's hang out. I love you. You are amazing. I'm so proud of you. You are doing incredible. You've got an incredible calling and purpose on your life. And I love you. And then as soon as you get close to him and you're in that proximity with him, he's like, okay, now listen. There's this thing we just need you to work on. Hey, there's just, there's this one thing in your life that, that I need you to get right. And that's exactly the kind of friend Jesus is. He draws us close, he brings us in, and then when we're there, he tells us how it is. And we need that in our life. We need someone to do that. Hey, this, this really needs some attention. I walked through a time in my life where I experienced just, just some, some awful betrayal from a couple of friends of mine that I had trusted and I loved and invested in relationship with. And so we just, we walked through a lot of life together and um, they, they had gotten together and they had talked about some different things about me uh, that they were struggling with. And, and so they talked about it. And then I had a conversation which, with each of them separately. I saw one of them just randomly and, and they just started talking to me and then they just started sharing some of this stuff with me and just saying, oh yeah, well, you know, so-and-so and I, we just... We just really felt the same way and we just wanted to tell you and all of this stuff. And so um, it just wounded me very, very deeply. Uh, first of all, it was born out of gossip. And then second of all, it wasn't just, they just didn't say stuff like, oh, well, you know, we just, we don't like it when you say that or how you say it, or we don't like it when you do this. No, it was actually attacks and digs on my character, like who I was as a person and who God called me to be. And so it was devastating. It was painful and it wounded me deeply. And as I walked through this and processed through it, because I saw the one friend and then later, you know, I saw the other friend and they like said some of the same stuff. And it was just like, I had just been beat up. It was so awful. I, I remember I just, I just went home, I just laid in my bed and I just, just cried and cried and cried because the pain was so, so deep and hard. I just cried and cried and cried and I was just, you know, crying out to the Lord and just, God, this hurts so bad. Why would this happen? And why would they do that? And just crying out to the Lord. And, and he came near to me in that moment. And he empathized with my pain. He empathized with my hurt. And I'll never forget it. He spoke directly to me. And he gave me just an incredible, incredible words to cling to in that time. And, and I still cling to them today because they were directly from him and how to handle situations like that. And, and I'm like, oh yes, thank you, thank you, Lord. That is, that is a comfort to me, that is such a help to me. And so he drew me near to him, he empathized with me. And then he also said, now listen, you're not gonna be able to keep doing life like that because in that moment when I was crying out to him, I just said, God, if this is how relationships are, I don't wanna do it anymore. If this is how friendships are gonna be, then I'm just gonna close off my heart. I'm gonna put up a wall. I'm not gonna let anybody in if this is how painful it's gonna be. And so he drew near to me and he comforted me and then he said, listen, that's not gonna work. You're not gonna be able to do that. You can't close your heart off to people. You're not gonna be able to build a wall up because you're not gonna be able to live in the purpose and the calling that I've put in your life and you're not gonna be able to love the people I've called you to love if you do that. He said, that's not gonna work. 
He empathized with me, cared for me, and then he told me the truth. So are we gonna be humble enough to listen to what Jesus tells us? Are we gonna take that in? Are we gonna embrace his truth for us in that moment when he draws us near? John chapter 15, verse 14, it says, you are my friends if you do what I command. And so his friendship's available to us. And we actually show him that we want to follow him, that we want to be in that friendship with him when we follow his commands. See, this verse, this verse was not written as a threat to us. Some of us probably read that like, well, if you do what I command, then we can be friends. Some of you probably read it that way, but that's not the way we were to read that verse. We read that verse as, hey, come into a friendship with me. Draw close to me. Follow me. Follow me. Be near to me. And when you're near to me and you're walking in relationship with me, then you're going to want to do what I've called you to do. Then you will be willing to obey my commands. It's the emphasis on the relationship. He says, come to me, follow me, let's be friends. Because then, then you're gonna wanna do what I have for you. And so every day when we go into God's word, Jesus, our friend, is gonna show us truth. And we're to draw near to him and take that truth. And, and as we seek him and as we follow him, he's gonna say, you know what, I love you, I love you so much, but hey, hey, your attitude needs some adjustment hey, you know what, I love you so much. I love you so much, but you know what? You need to forgive them. You need to offer forgiveness. You know what, I just, I love you so much, and this battle that you're facing, it's mine, and it's not yours, so stop trying to control everything. That's what Jesus is saying to us when we draw near to him. Will we humble ourselves? Will we draw near? Will, will we listen to him? in that friendship as he helps us grow. The fourth thing about Jesus is that he is a friend that sticks close. He is a friend that sticks close and, and Jesus, Jesus has stuck close to me ever since I invited him as my savior into my life when I was five years old. It has been a long journey. I've been following Jesus a long time and, and I can tell you as I look back as I look back over all of the years that I've been following him, he has stuck close to me in every season. He has stuck close to me in the times where I've struggled, in the times when I've had a bad attitude, he has stuck right by me. When times where I've been sick and seasons of, of unhealth in my body, like he has been right there with me. There's been seasons where I was frustrated and I, and I was upset and he stuck with me and there was seasons where I actually chose to walk away from him. I had years in my, in my teenage years where I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm just gonna try this on my own. I, I'm just gonna live on my own, I don't need him. And I chose to walk my own way. But even then, even through that, Jesus stuck close to me. He was right there with me. And today I believe some of you maybe saying, yeah, I, I walked away. I, I chose to walk away too. But he wants you to know today that he won't walk away from you. 
He won't walk away from you. No matter what you do, no matter what, he is a friend that sticks close. There's this verse in the book of Proverbs that we're gonna take a look at. And this verse was written by one of the wisest men to ever be in leadership on the earth. And, and his name was Solomon. And Solomon wrote this, that the book of Proverbs is known as, as the wisdom book. It's just packed full of, of godly wisdom for everyday life and for everyday living. If you need direction, you've, you've got to pour in your, yourself into the book of Proverbs. There is wisdom for every situation that you're gonna face. And so this wisdom is from Proverbs that, that, that Solomon wrote this and it starts in chapter 18 and it's verse 24 and it says, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. And this is actually quite prophetic for him to write this at the time that he wrote it because Solomon didn't know Jesus hadn't encountered Jesus, hadn't met Jesus, didn't know anything about Jesus yet. This is in the Old Testament before Jesus' time and, and he writes this and this is just full of wisdom and it's super prophetic. See, Solomon didn't know Jesus, but Solomon knew God. And see, God was gonna send Jesus to us for relationship. That was his plan from the beginning of time. And he gives us glimpse and hints about it all through the Old Testament. And this is one of them where he says, hey, there's gonna be this friend and he's gonna stick closer to you than a brother. See, we got the, the privilege to see Jesus live this out on the earth. We get to see the, we get the privilege of reading it in scripture and seeing how he lived it on the earth with his disciples. Because Jesus and his disciples, they, they were so close. They traveled together. They ate together, they camped out together, they sat around the campfire together, sharing stories and encouraging each other. They ministered together. They were close. And see, Jesus, Jesus saw all their flaws, but he loved them anyway. And he walked with them and he taught them about life but he also stuck with them even when they messed up. Because if you've spent any time in scripture and in, in reading and learning, you know that, that the disciples, all, all of them, every single one of them messed up at some point. Some of them way worse than others, but Jesus stuck with them. He stuck with them. And this verse is about him. And, and, and sometimes I just wonder, I'm like, did, did the disciples, when they were studying scripture, when they were reading through the Old Testament themselves and they came across this verse, did they realize, did, did they realize, hey, that's Jesus. That friend is talking about there, Solomon was talking about, that's Jesus. He's my friend right now. Yes, he does that. He sticks close by me. Kind of wonder. They thought that. Because every one of those disciples let Jesus down at some point. And in those times, it's actually when it seems that Jesus drew them closer. Those times when they messed up and, and they, they, they missed out on something or they, they did something that Jesus was like, whoa, dude, what are you doing? It seemed like he just pulled them even closer. It was like, it's okay. 
We're gonna learn from this. I'm your friend, I'm here for you. That's the kind of Jesus is and the kind of friend Jesus is. And when you look at this verse particularly, it, it starts out by referencing friends, plural. So it says there's some friends, right? It, it, plural, because we all have friends. Some of us have lots of friends. Some of us may just have a few friends, right? But at, at some point, no matter how many friends you've had, you're, you've had friends that have come and you've had friends that have gone. And you've had friends that have left you. You've had friends that have hurt you. You've had friends that have betrayed you. And in that verse, it refers to that. It says sometimes friends destroy each other. Friends can be the source of our greatest memories, but also the source of our greatest pain. And then this passage gives you another view and it says, but, but there's this one friend, singular. There's only one of them. And this one friend, this one friend, he's gonna stick so close to you He's gonna be even closer to you than family. He's not gonna walk away from you. He's never gonna leave you. He's gonna walk through the, the thick of the trials with you and the, and the highs and the joys and the celebrations with you. There's that one friend, there's only one friend that's gonna be able to do that and that's Jesus. And so when others let you down, Jesus is gonna stay close. When you aren't sure if you can trust again after the betrayal you've experienced, Jesus says, come close to me, draw near to me. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna show you how you can trust again. I just wanna heal you. Those of you that have a broken heart or, or that are mourning, he just says, come, come close to me. I'm, I just wanna heal you. I wanna restore you. And those of you who've been betrayed, he says, just draw near to me because my friendship, my friendship is never gonna let you down. And that's the kind of friend today. And I just, I just believe that we all need to have an encounter with that kind of friend today. Every single one of us. But I truly believe that some of you here today, you may be one of the ones who, who's chosen to walk away. Or maybe you're one of the ones that hasn't even believed yet. You haven't even said yes to him as your savior. So you haven't even begun following him. And, and that's where you start. That's the beginning. And so if you need to follow him today, I'm gonna give you that, that moment in, in just a second here to, to say yes. And, and if you're one of the ones who've walked away, it's time to return. It's time to return and follow him to enter this friendship with him. So if you could bow your heads and close your eyes with me right now, and if that's you, if you haven't begun believing him yet and you need to say yes to him as your Lord and Savior, or if you walked away and you need to return, I just want you to raise your hand right now in this place and just come back. Just come back to Jesus. Just say yes to him right now in this moment. He is here for you and wants to enter this relationship with you. So if that's you, would you just repeat after me? God, I thank you so much that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. And because of that, I can say yes to you right now. Thank you for washing away my sins, for making me clean. 
and I surrender my life to you. And I ask you to be Lord over all of my life. I choose to follow you today. And for those of you who've walked away, just tell them, say, I choose to return to you today. I'm coming back. And so for those of you that, that did that, we just, we celebrate you. That is a big deal. We honor you and we don't want you to do that alone. And if that was one of you, there's a card in the seat in front of you that, that's a prayer card and you can check off that you said yes to follow Jesus. You can turn that in at our kiosk. We have a gift for you. We wanna help you and walk this out so that you can truly follow him in your life. And then for the rest of us this morning, I truly believe that he's calling us in to a deeper friendship with him today. Maybe you've, maybe you've stayed back from him. Maybe you've kept your distance because you just weren't sure. Well, today it's time to take another step closer. And so I want all of us to stand on our feet right now. And I want us to respond to follow him into this friendship relationship. And so by responding, I just want us to lift our hands to him in this moment as a sign of surrender, as a sign of saying yes to his friendship. And we're gonna just pray together. Lord, we love you, we praise you, we worship you. We thank you so much for who you are. We truly delight in you. We give you the glory. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who you sent to be in relationship with us, God, so that we did not have to walk this life alone, God, so that, that we could be alone, but never lonely, because Jesus sticks close to us. He sticks closer than a brother, and we thank you so much for that friendship. God, the friendship that is generous, the friendship that tells us how it is going in our life, that speaks truth, God, a friendship that pours over us, that empathizes, that walks in our pain with us, but doesn't leave us there. God, this friendship that is so close that we will never, ever be alone. God, we thank you for that friendship. And God, we just take, we take another step closer to you today into that friendship, into that relationship that you're calling us to. And we just say thank you so much, Jesus, for being our friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Church.